The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaner Nation, Mike Campion here with the amazing long haired. If you're listening to the podcast, you're missing out. Best head of hair we've had on a podcast in probably years. Uh, Maureen Cox, this young woman started Maureen Cleans Green in 2006 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, she just recently relocated to Bedford, New Hampshire, and kind of picked up stakes and is restarting where she's at, um, which gets me excited because we have a good percentage of cleaning nation that either wants to open a new location or move like Maureen did. Like, I don't want to be here. I want to be there. Or I want my business to stay here, but I'd like to leave. So some version of my body is here, but my business is somewhere else. Or I want to start something new. Um, and we don't talk about that a lot, but I get a lot of questions on it. So anything I'm missing, Maureen, anything you want to add, anything specific before we dive in and, and kind of get you some coaching? Um, no, I mean, that's basically it. Yeah. I'm kind of relocated and getting things going again here. Okay. And Maureen mentioned she is now, did you say single mom or did I make that up? No, I mean, we're in the process, but yes. Okay. Soon to be single mom going through a divorce, which, you know, um, yeah. and I only bring that up because so many of the people we, A, I was raised by a single mom. So I've got a big soft spot for single moms. And I was an only child. I hear moms that have like two and three and four kids and they're doing it by themselves and they're starting a business. And I'm just like, y'all are crazy. That's insane. Yeah. How did, how I've do you do that? I've taken my kids with me cleaning for the last six years. So how, how many kids do you have? Um, I have an 18 year old from my first marriage years ago and, uh, I have six year old and three year old. So. Uh, my little six year old just turned seven. Such yeah. a fun age. Okay. Yeah. So perfect. Cause I think Maureen, you are super representative of kind of who we serve and there's not gonna be a lot of people out there that go, yeah, but I, you know, I went through a divorce. Like, okay, so we got that here. Well, yeah, but I've got kids that I'm, no one's here to help me. Okay. We're good. Now what else you got? Like there's, yeah. it's really good that no one's gonna be able I've to done get it all. I've done a lot. Yeah. Um, and God bless you for being like, Hey, I, you know, we all have our challenges and things that's going on in our lives and some have different, we all have different circumstances, but how we respond is the one thing that is 100% up to us, right? Like sometimes Absolutely. we can't control the outside, but how we show up and respond, we can't. Okay. So sure. one of the first things uh, Maureen mentioned kind of in the pre-chat and I, I wanted to start coaching, like, hold on, we got to wait until we have cleaning nation join us was and I'm going to repeat it and let me know if I miss, I don't want to misspeak for you, Maureen. What I heard her say is, well, I was in Tulsa and it was kind of, you know, lower rent, you know, maybe people didn't have as much money or whatever. And there's just a ton of opportunity in Bedford, New Hampshire. And I want to take advantage of that. And is that a fair approximation of what you said or am I miss? Yeah. Misspeaking? Uh, I mean, the cost of living is more expensive here, but people are also willing to pay here. Like I had a really hard time with people even paying you know, on the low end, $60, $80 for a clean. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's like basic. But for them, it was a big stretch where in um, your masterclass, you were talking about finding the right people that have, you know, the money to spend and the budget and all that kind of stuff. I feel like some of those people that I had didn't have that. And it really was a stretch for them to have me. Whereas here, I feel like I'm finding more of the right people that have that budget already cleaning, you know, cleaning people already in their budget, ready to go. And they're willing to spend a little bit more because they value me and what I do. 
so two things. First of all, um, Maury mentioned the masterclass for those of you like, well, I want that. Where's that? How do I get that? It's free. Go to my Feel free yeah. to sign up and check it out. It's yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's free. So it's not like we're selling anything, but I just hate when I'm listening yeah, to podcasts right. and someone refers to something and I'm like, oh, I want to check that out. And they never say how. Yes. And I'm like, well, why would you bring that up? And then not, not let me do that. So growmycleaningcompany.com is right there. It's free. Go check it out. It's great. Okay. That said, um, I'm so glad you said what you said, Maureen, because as a coach and all we do is help owners of cleaning companies. So it's not like we help anyone else. So we, you start hearing this, you start hearing themes. And when I hear stuff over and over that I coach one-on-one, I'm like, Oh, I got to bring that up to cleaning nation. I got to share with cleaning nation and some version of, but you don't understand my market is different. Um, and typically they're talking about either clients or employees or both people don't want to work. People are cheap. They don't have money, blah, 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 blah. So the belief that Maureen has and now that she's moved, I think it's going to serve her. But before she moved or she moved again, it may not serve her. Is people in X place are poor, but people in this new place aren't poor or poorer and less poor, however you want to put it. Yeah. Or there's less opportunity here and there's more opportunity there. Um, one of the best tales I heard, and I wish I could remember where I got it so I could give credit, but I can't. Um, there's a guy at a crossroads and there's two cities behind him. And he just talks to passersby as they come. And the first passerby came and said, I'm going to this new town on the left side. What, what do you think of, you know, how's that town? And the guy goes, well, how was the town that you came from? And he goes, oh my gosh, people are idiots. They were crazy. I hated them. They were the worst. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. This town's exactly the same, right? And um, the next guy comes up and he says the same thing. He's going to the same town as the first guy. Um, and he says, how's the people? And the guy goes, well, what were the people like where you came from? And he goes, oh. They were amazing. I'm so, I have so many good friends. I'm so sad to leave. And he goes, well, good news. The people in this town are exactly the same. So we, and obviously the people in the town were identical, but he knew it had a lot more to do with how we're going to show up. Right. Same as if I say, I, and I'm married for 12 years. So obviously I'm not dating, but I've dated 52 women in Scottsdale. My friends would say this, by the way, and Scottsdale, it's a wealthy area of our town. Um, they're all money. They're all gold diggers. And I'm like, Back when I was dating, I'm like, I date some really nice women. I don't see that to be the case at all. Same group of women in a pretty small town in Scottsdale, but they just, the way they experienced that or chose to experience that was different. So I want to encourage everybody because there's some people that are in Tulsa going, all right, take a note, move immediately to Bedford, New Hampshire. Well, I don't want to do, you know, like that. that's not super helpful for them. I promise you there's a subset of people in Tulsa that have a lot, trust me, Oklahoma, there's some oil money there. There are people yeah, that- It's just like finding stuff. the right people that you were saying, you got to find the right customers, the right people. So first you've got to have that belief that you have agency and sovereignty over your own deal. So one of the, I don't say rookie mistakes, but early mistakes that many people make, and there's no judgment. Like I've been there too, right? When you're kind of poor and you're starting, you need the money, you, you make some decisions, but- someone weighs a nickel and we're like, or a dollar, God forbid, $2, we jump. I'm like, Oh my God, what do I got to do? And anyone that's got a couple bucks to wave, that is the, the, the first, last and middle criterion for, will I take them? And if you're starving and you're just starting and you're trying to get some experience, arguably that's a acceptable strategy. I don't know if I'd coach it, but I won't fight you as hard. But the problem is as we get better and learn, we, you know, it's like, I've got 15 years experience, but you a lot of people don't, they've got the, they've got one year of experience. They just repeat it 15 times. They never kind of elevate out of, wait a second. I don't have to take this nonsense. I think I take this nonsense. So I just want to encourage everybody, whether you live in, you know, Bedford or Tulsa or Scottsdale, um, if you're in a town of at least 50,000 people, so I will make an exception for there are towns that are like 4,000 people and there are broke people everywhere. And 
Um, the answer is that, well, I guess I can't make any money. The answer is I'm going to have to expand my service area, right? That's all easy peasy. Um, okay. So first and foremost, I want to encourage everybody. And we coach in every 50, every we've coached in every single 50 States, all the provinces, Cal, uh, Canada, 15 countries. Well, I mean like a hundred countries, if you count podcast listeners, but clients and half a dozen, dozen countries around the world. Um, it's never, Oh my gosh, what city are you in? What province are you in? Oh, you're so lucky. You're going to be able to, you know, same thing. Like if, if you came to me as a coach and go, well, I was in Tulsa and you know, everyone was cheap. How's the people going to be in this new place? I'd be like, sadly cheap. So I want to encourage you, even right. if the average income is low, we're not looking for average. We're looking for our people. Same thing goes for hiring. People will say things like, I don't have 40 hours a week and I can't possibly, you know, who's supposed to make, no, no one can make a living at, 12 bucks an hour, 18 bucks an hour, whatever you pay in 15 hours a week. So I can't hire anyone. That could be a belief that would get you a result. Another belief might be of all the thousands of people that are looking for work right now in my city, right? And if I'm in the greater Phoenix area, there's 5 million people. Say there's 87,319 people looking for work. Maybe of those 83,000, whatever, whatever, maybe only 20,000 are like, oh my God, I would love just a little extra income. I'd love to just get out of my house for a little bit. I couldn't possibly work 40 hours. This job seems amazing for me. Well, I only need three people so to, to focus on the 60,000 that wouldn't be a fit and make a global statement like no one wants to work. I can't hire anyone because I don't have 40 hours. Like that's just crazy. Or Tulsa's poor, or this area of Tulsa's poor, or this area of Phoenix is poor, or that area of Phoenix is poor. All the girls in Scottsdale are gold diggers. All these global statements, aside from not being true, are just wildly not helpful. So for everybody starting in a new place, I would not go, what are my people, what are my comp competition charging? That's what I can charge. I'll tell you, I don't know what our competition charges, but it's way less. And I don't care because you can always get coaching from a dude who lives in a band by the river for a hug and a shiny nickel. Not my competition. Don't care what that guy charges. You want to change your life and make a bunch of money? we can talk. So yeah. first and foremost, we're going to have that. And by the way, this is for everybody, Maureen. She's like, I wasn't feeling those ways. Why are you saying all oh, this for everyone else? Not you, Maureen. Maureen. Maureen gets it. So when you go to a new place or you want to go to a new place, we want to eliminate as much of, I'm going to modify my expectations for success, my goals, what I believe is possible based on this city. As long as there's like 30, 40, 50, at least thousand people in the city, mm -hmm. you're good. Right. And well, unless your goal is like a $20 million company. And even then, fine, you start with the city and you can grow. So, first and foremost, our goals are our goals, regardless of the city we're in. We don't want to tell ourselves stories of, well, that city was a bad city for whatever reason, and people didn't want to work or whatever. And this is a good city. Um, second, we want to get clear on who our customers are. Then we can start working. All right. So all that said, with that foundation lied or laid, however you want to say it, uh, Maureen, what's the big fear you've got moving to this new place? Let's try, let's dive into that a bit. Fear. Fear, concern, anything you're afraid of, overwhelmed. Uh, what's you know? I mean, what can I, I coach you on? First, it was because I've been here a couple months now. At, at first, it was that I wasn't going to get any clients. But as I've word of mouth talked to people and a, a couple of my friends and my cousin who's a realtor and I have another friend who's a realtor and gotten my business in their heads as well and networked that way, now I'm starting to have the people trickle in um, to be my clients to start this business here. Um, so I guess at first it was that I wouldn't get people, but that's also because I wasn't talking you know, so like I had to put in the work to get the result. Um, and now things are starting to flow. 
So let's talk about that for a minute. Cause that's a really, okay. it's a really excellent point of exactly the subset of people we're talking to of like, well, I've been in this place wherever I'm at for five, 10, two, three years. And I've got a little word of mouth and people know me and it's kind of easy. Right. And then you move to a new place. You're like, ah, I've got to, I've got to, uh, I got to, I got to change my, my tact or I'm a little afraid or what if it doesn't work? Or I don't have the benefit I had, or God forbid, I'm going to leave my business there and the hustle and the getting the word out and putting your name out. Yeah. You're now not there. So you can't do that anymore. So I want to be clear on how to get clients. There's really two kind of schools of thought and neither wrong. You just want to know the strengths and weaknesses to each. So you use the right concepts for, for your situation. So the first, and I would say best to start is exactly what Maureen said. Hey, I'm Maureen. I'm awesome at cleaning. I'd like to make you happy. Let's, you know, who do you know that would like their wants to come home to a, a clean, happy house? And you can say that on Facebook, on Instagram, face to face, in the grocery market, at church. It's a pretty easy thing. And mm-hmm. just like you said, Maureen, you do some work, and by golly, we—that's the beautiful thing about our business, especially on the residential side. It's pretty, pretty easy to get client clients. So the good news is, it's great to start. It costs nothing. Hey, Maureen, I'm Mike. I'm starting a cleaning company. You don't know anyone that wants more time back. Do you like that? Cost me nothing <laughs> to do it a hundred times. Still cost me nothing. Yeah. The likelihood of me getting a dozen clients off of that pretty high. So when you're just starting and you don't mind doing the work yourself and you're physically going to be there, that's not a bad little gig. However, if, and when you want to start hiring employees and have that be consistent, because one of the downsides of that is maybe this month I have it because I'm just starting. I got an opportunity to talk to hundred people and I'm feeling into it and I get a dozen clients. Maybe next month I've got a dozen new clients. I'm like, ah, I don't really have any time. And I'm, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I don't get a chance to talk to any people. So it's not really scalable. And it's one of those things kind of like same with before you hire cleaners. If I clean, I get paid. And when I stop cleaning, I stop getting paid. Same with me doing the word of mouth. It's the cheapest. It's the quickest. It's the easiest. It goes fast. It's really nice. But when I stop doing, I stop getting paid and I can only do it so much, right? I can't scale. It's going to be really hard to build a million dollar cleaning business with that, but it's not going to be that hard to build $5,000 a month of, of cleaning in that. So the other side is scalable, automated cleaning client attraction systems, right? So when you kind of have a system that maybe I put an ad on Facebook and I show it to a thousand people and of those thousand people, 10 of them click. And of those 10 that click, maybe three fell out of form and of the, or not three, 10 click, six fell out of form of those six, three book an appointment of those three, one turns into a new client. I had to talk to a thousand people to get one client as opposed to six people to get one client, but it's automatable. It's scalable. I can have Facebook do it. I can do it from anywhere in the country. So As you're starting your business, you want to kind of, just like we talked about when you first start and you don't know anything, anyone that waves money, taking their money may not be as bad of an idea, but you're going to want to kind of evolve out of that. Same with the word of mouth for your first five, maybe $10,000 of revenue on the, on residential cleaning. That might be a good way. It goes further on commercial, by the way, it's harder and a lot more word of mouth, a lot more work, but maybe you could get up to even a million dollars. It's just, it's more, it's, it's not scalable, but when you want to scale and have a real business that you can kind of be away from now, you're going to want to do client attraction systems as opposed to the system being the owner kind of spreading the word. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm All in. right. Weird. I've talked way too much on all that stuff. Give me one more quick thing and I'll see if I can give you a little bit of value, you and Cleaning Nation, then we'll call it a day. Any other questions, comments, root remarks you've got? Um, 
I don't, I mean, I'm interested in all. I was going to start a, a different business because I've done residential all these, all these years in Tulsa of doing restaurants because, you know, I'm sitting there paying 50, 70 bucks for my meal and I'm looking up and I'm like, who is dusting all of these knickknacks? No one. <laughs> so I almost started a business doing that, like in, you know, helping out restaurants with their kind of who's cleaning, who's your staff, like all that, like a consulting kind of thing. Um, but now I'm here. So I'm so like, let me jump in and give a quick comment that I'll, okay. I, can, I don't know if it'd be so helpful for you. Cause you're like, I'm already over it, but that's a big thing for cleaning nation. So this will, yes. this will be a bonus for them and you can just enjoy the ride. Okay. Um, so that's super common, by the way, there's, I found business owners, including myself. So this isn't me sitting atop judging you, you all. This is me going, oh my gosh, I've done it. And I've gotten my, I've kicked my own butt. Let me <laughs> maybe save y'all. Um, there's kind of two sides. I'm the shiny object entrepreneur. I've got a thousand ideas and they're all probably great or half of them are probably great. And I have the time to execute zero to one, <laughs> right? Okay. We've got a hand raised for Marine. So you're talking to a couple of recovering shiny object persons. And it's not that the ideas are bad or dumb. It's just that I always tell my wife, she's like, Oh, I've got a great idea for an adventure or what a business and she'll share it. I'm like, it's a great idea without any execution is worthless, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, FedEx started with a C plus paper in college where the, the professor's like, yeah, the execution was the magic. It wasn't this beautiful idea. The guy worked his tail off. So I have found for most of us to be an entrepreneur, we have all these amazing ideas, right? And once we got something that finally works, frankly, we get bored, right? I've been, Maureen said, I've been cleaning for 16 years now. I'm, I thought I'd try something new. Yeah. So here's the deal. If your goal is to flex your entrepreneurial muscle, learn, try something different. You're just bored. Try any and everything you want. It's A-okay. I've done it. However, we think, oh, I'm going to try this new thing that I know nothing about. And somehow I'm going to be better at it immediately or because I see there's this opportunity and I'll make more money than this thing I know a lot about. That almost never, because the grass is always greener on the other side, right? Like right. again, with relationships and I love my wife, she's the best ever. So that's period. But let's just say I lost my mind and saw this other woman and like, oh my gosh, my wife does this and this woman doesn't do that. And I, I go to that woman. And then I find out the things that drove me nuts about my wife that this woman doesn't do great. But this one's got a whole new set of nonsense I didn't know about that my wife did. And I'm like, the grass is greener where you water, right? I water my relationship with my wife because that's the, the relationship I've chosen. So that's not to say you can never sh shift businesses, but just to think, oh, this business is prettier. Like this business will be better. It's not. You just, you're like, oh, I'm so sick of dealing with residents. I'll go to, I'll go to commercial. And then we deal with commercial. Like that's just a whole new set of problems. Yes. Correct. I don't have the problems I had before with residential, but who knew commercial's got its own set of problems that I had no idea of, but I'm, ex I'm inexperienced and don't have all this experience. So I want to encourage everybody. If your goal is to make as much money as quickly as possible with the least amount of headache and have as much time freedom, you do not want to start something new. Something new is lots and lots and lots and lots of getting your butt kicked, spending a lot of time and money figuring it out. Or if you're smart, find someone that's done that and really good at it and give them money. Still costs money, just way less time. Uh, it'll cost less time and less money, but not no no time and no money. It still costs time and money. Right. Or so again, and if you're like, yeah, I want to scratch my entrepreneurial itch. It's worth it to me to feel, then God bless, go do that. But if you're like, screw that noise, I just need to make money and I need time for my family and I don't have... Don't scratch at it. Be boring. The richest guys I knew do the same stupid, boring thing for 50 years or 40 years. And then people go, oh my God, you're an overnight success. You're like, where was I? Where were you? You know, when Amazon was just selling books out of his freaking garage and like, is this boring, stupid business? And he did it over and over and over. So don't jump because something feels sexy because you'll get over there and go, oh, I get to see what this is. And then also um, just a small quickie. You said something key, Maureen. A lot of times we build a business to solve our pain. 
But if we're not our perfect prospect, we don't get a vote. So I would see dust in a restaurant. And for me, obviously I'm like, that's gross. I would never have my business where people eat food all dirty, but by virtue of the fact that it is dirty, I'm going to guess the owner doesn't care. He doesn't have a lot of pain about it, right? I'm looking for people who are like, I've hired seven different cleaners. I have to have a high level of cleanliness for my restaurant. I can't get it done. I'll do anything to get someone that can solve this problem. Him I want. I don't want the guy that goes, you see that dust? He goes, never noticed it. And you go, don't you think it's gross? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. What am I going to try and sell this guy and the whole fact that he needs this? And it's too big of a sale to find someone that's like, I know it's a problem and I'm dying to get it solved. Somebody freaking help me. That's the guy I want to sell, not the guy that's like, huh, what? Oh, never even thought about it. Like trying to sell him on the whole, because you're going to make like nine sales. This is a problem. It's worth money. You should fix it. You should fix it right now. Not only should you, not only is it a problem, not only should you spend money, not only should you fix it, not only should you fix it right now, you should fix it with me. Yeah. Way too hard than to find a guy that goes, I am, I'll pay anybody money that can solve this problem. Yeah. I can help you. Easy sale. Yeah. All right. Any questions, comments, or remarks before we close it, Maureen? No, it's great. All right, Cleaning Nation, um, thanks for hanging with us. If this was helpful, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. 850, maybe we're 900, I don't know. Lots of more podcasts than you can shake a dead stick. Um, and you can check out the free on-demand training that Maureen mentioned, growmycleaningcompany.com. Check it out now, see you there. Oh, and we're on Instagram. My wife just took over the channel. It's now awesome. It was mediocre before. <laughs> the last two months has been pretty, pretty good. So check that out too. I think it's just Grow My Cleaning Company on Instagram. Check it out, see ya. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who respond to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.